Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have made it to the mecca of fantasy football. That's right. It's time to talk about playoff playoffs football. Yeah, it's not playoffs today, but we're going to give you some streamers for next week to help prepare you get that championship. So let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Playoffs. Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs? We are talking about fantasy football playoffs today. That's right. I mean, most of you guys probably have your playoffs starting next week, week 15. So this is a good preparation podcast, um, streamers, to help you get to the next round of your playoffs. I don't think anyone's starting their playoffs this week, but I could be wrong. Some people could be starting week 14. Maybe they have no bye weeks for the first rounders or or, or something, the first places. Or they have a two-week championship. Right. You would be starting your playoffs this week, but most people would be starting their playoffs week 15. So Correct. Hopefully this is going to be helpful for you. My name is Zach. That is Badaki, a.k.a. Badake Like Cake. It is Wednesday, the 8th of December. It is Wednesday, my dudes. And we're getting closer and closer to Santa Claus coming to town. If you guys didn't know, we're going to take a a quick break during Christmas, by the way, to, I guess, just be with family. I'm going on a holiday vacation, as the Americans say. I'm an American. I should should say vacation. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm going to go on a holiday. I'm going. It's a holiday. I'm going on holiday to a place called Noosa, sunshiny beaches. Good old Noosa, huh? Swim with That's the weird to hear for Americans to say during Christmas, I'm going to be at the beach. And you're not wrong. It's weird. It's never felt like Christmas here. It never Because will. people are going to the beach. They have sweaters on, but it's hot. You know, they do that. Oh, it's the Christmas sweater at, at events. No, it's it's literally 90 degrees here. Like, what are we doing? Right. It's stupid. Santa Claus has, you know, his full coat and everything. And it's it's 90 degrees. It never feels like Christmas here, but mm-hmm. it is. What it is. <laughs> Has it ever felt like Christmas for you or is it just me? No, it's never have and never will. Wow. Into the Christmas spirit we are. All right. So let's uh, <laughs> let's start the show off by talking about some news. What is going on here? Okay. Lots and lots of news to talk about. One that feels like the most important for this week in my personal opinion, is the Keenan Allen COVID news. That right. that will affect a lot of teams who are trying to make the playoffs this week. Absolutely. Great game last week with the two touchdowns. Didn't have the yardage in the receptions, which is weird. Kind of hoping that he would get both of those. But now you're potentially going to miss a week with Keenan Allen in a week that you need to win. I'm in a league where... I have Keenan Allen in, in two leagues this year. One league, I'm completely out of the playoffs, right. so doesn't matter. The other league, I'm facing someone, and I need to win, and they have Keenan. So selfishly, I'm thinking to myself, hey, Keenan, just rest up, bud. You know? Yeah, COVID, COVID's a bitch. Rest up. Make mm-hmm. sure that you're, you're doing fine. Do you, you feel like he's going to play? Apparently, he's vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, if he's vaccinated and everything goes right there is a chance he can play but uh i mean it's always been up and down this year with covid you know oh he's vaccinated but he's still gonna miss the week and 
He's this, and well, he's gonna miss three weeks. So what the hell? Like it doesn't make any sense at the moment. I think you should act like he's not gonna play. Expect him yeah. to not be on your, to not be in your lineup, and just go from there. See what happens. Yeah, agreed. It's unfortunate if you have him and you're and you're trying to rely on him. Ryan Fitzpatrick. This has nothing to do with fantasy at this point, but he is undergoing surgery on his hip, and I don't think he's going to. I think he's gonna retire. I don't I don't see a team that wants to sign him as their starter next year. That's sad. I really wish we could have seen a full season with Ryan Fitzpatrick just to send him off well. It feels like a sad way to end a career, a great career as well. Yeah, it's unlucky. <laughs> and that yeah. sounds like disgenuine, but it actually is just unlucky, you know. He was those high expectations for Ryan Fitzpatrick this year and Sucks that he has to go out that way. I think he'll find a team. There's going to be a team out there that's going to want him, that's going to need him. Maybe a team doesn't trade for a quarterback. Maybe he goes to Seattle if Russ is no longer there and they don't get a a quarterback in the draft because Seattle never has first-round picks, it feels like, or the Rams. So, yeah, they <laughs> – I mean, I could definitely that, see him suiting up one more time. That fact alone makes me feel like they're not going to move on from Russ. They're going to do everything they can to keep him because they've given up so much of their future. Well, we got to two build first a team rounders. around him. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Debo Samuel is hopeful to play in week 14. I think most people who have Debo are probably already in the playoffs. <laughs> so you would tell them, yeah. hey, it's okay, man. Wait one more week. Let's make sure you're fully healthy. But <laughs> well, you could be in a position where you need him. Uh, it's a groin injury. As a Washington football team fan who has watched Curtis Samuel deal with a growing injury all year and he came back too early, I feel like the best case for him is to rest one more week and be fully healthy for week 15. Yeah. But I don't, I I don't know what's going to happen. I think so as well. You know, I, if I'm in the playoffs, obviously this is selfish. If you're in the playoffs, you want the team to rest. And if you are a team that has Debo, and trying to make the playoffs, and it's a hard place right now, and you probably want yeah. him to play but not get re-injured. We'll see what happens yeah. um, because it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to treat Debo because I guess he is quote-unquote injury-prone coming into this year, but yeah, he wasn't like that. And The usage was so high, you had to be at least slightly worried that some injury could come about from, from the amount of usage he was getting. Dalvin Cook was limited on third on Tuesday's walkthrough. So it doesn't mean he necessarily participated in any any Activities. contact, if you yeah. will. Adam Thielen didn't practice. We've said this before, but it feels pretty unlikely that he you can rely on him. In a I mean, look, if he comes back and plays, yeah. if he comes back, I mean, there's reports out there that he could play this week. I don't think that's going to happen, but... Because we heard that it was a high ankle sprain. So if you have Thielen, I would definitely lower your expectations for the next couple of weeks and expect that he won't play. But we could be wrong. Maybe maybe yeah, there's some miraculous I mean, way that he's healed. High ankle sprain, in my opinion, what, three to six weeks, potentially. Yeah. And then, I mean, for me, that's he's done for the fantasy season. He could probably Agreed. come... Maybe week seventeen, but you probably don't want to start him. Or in mm. obviously week eighteen, that's the last week of the season, and fantasy is essentially over then. So there's no point yeah. moving forward for Thielen, in my opinion. But like like you said, if something happens miraculously, yeah. definitely don't drop him. 
Yeah, don't drop him. Justin Fields, ongoing discussion for Chicago in week 14. It feels... It feels like for Bears fans, this is the worst case scenario right now to not see Justin Fields develop this year. We saw him develop, but for him to be injured and just watching Andy Dalton play mediocre football and lose your games, that's not really what you wanted as as a Chicago fan. You want to end this year with Justin Fields looking great and a lot of hope for this year or next year, excuse me. So hopefully, hopefully he's able to to get back out there soon. Chase Claypool. Practice in full after uh, suffering a toe injury. He's been dealing with that for quite a while. I don't think there's anything else massive unless I'm missing something. Am I missing anything? No, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, he had a concussion in concussion protocol. That's probably the thing yes. I can think of. Good point. Um, which was weird. That will be very interesting he to was, watch. He was in and out of the game. They cleared him, and then he went back into the game, and then at the end, apparently he had a concussion. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I think that that's it. Damian Harris left the game, but he came back into it and then he left again. He didn't look good though when yeah. he came back in. That's that's worrisome for me if you have him. But well, there's a bye week. Yeah, there's a bye week, so that's good. So hopefully he rests. He takes his time off. But other than that, that's about it. That's all I can really think of. Yeah, I would say uh, the the other things that come to mind is Darren Waller's day to day. If you own Waller, you own Carr, you really really want him to. Mm-hmm. To kind of hey, let's let's get in this game and, and get things going. Uh Corey Davis. This is actually massive. I don't know how we missed. There's actually quite a quite a bit of news out we just missed. Corey Davis will miss the remainder of the year. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Great for Elijah Moore. Maybe good for Jamison Crowder. Logan Thomas. Originally we thought that we lost him with the ACL, torn ACL. Now it looks like there's not a torn ACL and he can he could come back this week. So, Interesting. Yeah. A lot of news, a lot of news. I hope that helps you. But uh, let's talk about this Thursday Night Football matchup we got this week. Oh, well, tonight. Excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? Excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? All right. The 6-5-1 and one Pittsburgh Steelers. At the 5-7 and seven Vikings, who just came off. Losing to the worst team in the NFL, the Detroit Lions. What talented football team, honestly. I mean, Amon Ra, St. Brown. Mm. You like him, bro? Do I like Amon Ra? That was without DeAndre Swift, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like Amon Ra. Don't like the quarterback that he's attached to, but I like Amon Ra. Yeah, we like Amon Ra. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, Steelers are coming off a win that I don't think a lot of people expected them to get. So they're six, five, and one. Somehow they're still in the playoff picture. It's like Mike Tomlin is just willing this team to wins. I wonder what Mike Tomlin could do if he had a healthy quarterback and a decent quarterback. What if Gardner Minshew was in Pittsburgh? I don't know, man. It would I don't be know. a roller coaster of emotions mm. every single week from Mike Tomlin and. I feel like this team would have would maybe be one team one win better. I feel, I feel like this could be a seven four one team instead of a six five one with Minshew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll we'll definitely see what's going to happen. I think there's going to be. I mean, I won't be surprised if they try to get Russ too. I think they'll definitely be in the quarterback market. This is a team that's good enough to win now, so it doesn't really make sense for them to. 
look towards the future for a quarterback. They need to find an answer right now because you got Najee Harris, you got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth. The defense is still top five when healthy. So this is definitely a team that it would make sense for them to find a solution for do, that. Do they have now. a first? I think they have a first round pick, but there's no quarterback in this class that's going to be ready in their timeline. And yeah, they, they need to find a solution because this is a good team. If they can get Aaron Rodgers for whatever reason, this is this is a Super Bowl contender for sure. You look at all the talent all the way around. It's just the offensive line, which they can they can figure out in the offseason. Yeah, anyway, now they're going to Minnesota to face the Vikings, who just got embarrassed. Well, I mean, it was a close game, but losing to the Lions is an embarrassment. You should <laughs> not be allowed. This is why we should have uh, re- relegation like the Premier League. If you are as bad as the Lions, then, you know, these wins, they still mean something, but there should be a way for a team to be relegated. That way, they really care about winning. But to be fair, I mean, the Lions have wanted to win every game they've played. And it's weird because Dan Campbell feels like a more secure head coach right now than Robert Sala or Urban Meyer. Even though those guys have more wins than him, it feels like Dan Campbell's not going anywhere. Everyone loves this guy, even though he's only got one win. And that's the thing. There's nothing wrong that anyone has said about Dan Campbell. He Mm. is a player's coach. He's a leader amongst leaders, and he knows how to create, I guess, community in a sense, and they trust him. They, He's a connect group leader. He 100%. My guy is leading in. He was like, you know what? You're having a bad week. It's okay. And then, like, <clears throat> they believe. Like, the city of Detroit believe in this guy, I feel like. Yeah. It's just like, it is. I think it is just they're one player. It's always one player away for Detroit, you know? like They're not one player away, though. They are. Matthew, when Matthew Stafford ha- in, he, they were one player away. Then it was bad defense. No, Matthew Stafford, they were like, well, we're still five players away. Now they have Jared Goff in that. Well, we're ten players away probably, but we're we're we got we got the heart. They have the heart. They don't have the talent. It's it's all the outcasts who weren't accepted, you know, other than the people who were drafted there. You think about it, it's Jared Goff. The his number one wide receiver now is probably Josh Reynolds, who wasn't accepted where he was in Tennessee. Now they need him in Tennessee. Uh, this is a team full of people who probably didn't want to be in Detroit, but they're there mm. and they're kind of bonding together. But anyway, we're not even the, the Lions aren't even playing in this game. But um, I think Dan sure. Campbell should stay. I I don't know why. I just feel like he's he's I don't think he's gonna leave. I think he he will stay yeah. for a couple of years for sure. I think he's a good yeah. coach. All right, talking about the Steelers at Vikings, this is a massive game because there are so many fantasy-relevant players in this game in a week that is so, so crucial for you to either make the playoffs or to barely miss out on the playoffs. I'm in a position, I've been kind of updating you guys as the year's gone on. I started a money league. Shout out to the Fellowship of the Fantasy Ring. I started this league one and seven. I'm now on a six-game win streak. I'm six and seven at this point. I believe. I believe it was either one and seven or two and seven. I can't remember. But now I'm I'm six and seven. And if I win this week, I will make the playoffs. Now, that sounds great. But I'm missing Jalen Waddle, who's been a big, big reason why I've gone on this run. He's been super consistent for me. And uh in this in this Thursday night game, I have Najee Harris. 
Justin Jefferson. And I'm really tempted to pick up guys like KJ Osborne or maybe Tyler Conklin. It feels like this is a massive game for myself and probably a lot of other people are in a similar position Mm -hmm. where they need this win to make the playoffs. So many big names. Najee Harris being one of them who he's been good, but honestly, he's slightly, is it bad to say he's slightly been a letdown based on what, what we saw before the bye week? Most rookies get better after the bye week. He's been, he's not hurt you, but only one game he scored over 20 points since week eight. That's, I think that's under what we expected from him at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm still confident in Najee. I think the game plan has changed a little bit. They are trying to, you know, they know that this next stretch of games are must wins, so they're trying to do everything. It's not about just getting Najee rolling or trying to do something. I don't know. I think it's a little bit different. I think next year my expectation for Najee is going to be a lot lower. You know, like now as the season's ending, maybe your season has ended and you still listen to the podcast. I think Najee is more like an RB2. He's not a... He's not a true RB1 guy for me moving forward next year. I could be wrong. No, you're you're not wrong there. Honestly, my perspective on Najee has changed a lot this year. It's been very up and down. But at this point, I just look at what he's done with... Look, he's got the one of the highest opportunity rates of any player in the NFL. He touches the ball more than most players. And he's done well with it, but you have to wonder what other players would do with the opportunities that, that he's been given. Do you know what I mean? And when you watch the games, I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if it's the offensive line, but there's not much explosive plays that make you excited about him long-term. Right. And I I don't know. It's, and he, we're sitting here and he's what the running back six on the year. So how can we be upset at what he's done this year? He's a running back five. Yeah. But it is it is concerning when you see the lack of explosive plays. As a Najee owner, I mean, I've watched a lot of his games because, you know, I like to watch my my running backs. You know, if I'm yeah. not, if I'm watching the Giants and I'm watching my running backs, you know, in the fantasy. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you do it, but, you know, and you're right. And I, I don't necessarily blame him because when he finds space, he is explosive. He breaks tackles. He loves yeah. to hurt over people. He cuts. He does all this other stuff. I do believe he li- he tends to run into the offensive line. So maybe it's lack of, of vision, even though I think he does have good vision. Mm. Also lack of patience. So like there's things that he's going to need to develop, but I do believe one key factor is the offensive line. So if the Steelers... Massive. If yeah, the Steelers, I think it's massive. You know, get rid of, which I do believe, Juju, Big Ben, all these guys, and then invest in offensive line is, you know what, we're going to have a rookie quarterback... Or, you know, a not as good I quarterback. Think find someone, and then we're going to run the ball. The guy, yeah. We're going to run the ball. Najee could be that guy. But if they don't invest in those, those are the things that I need to see. Investment in yeah. offensive line. And then getting rid of all these key players and saying, you know what? Najee is our guy with only Deontay. Like, let's just do it, you know? Yeah. So, and obviously they'll have Chase Claypool because he's still on, on his rookie yeah, year. Exactly. It, this team will look very, very interesting next year. Um, there there could be a completely different team that we're looking at compared to what we see right now. You know, you look at Najee's year, he's done well in fantasy, but he's only averaging 3.6 yards per carry. And my my tune on Najee, my perspective, it's been a roller coaster. It really has. And 
if you guys are supporting us on Patreon, we're going to release new dynasty rankings when the fantasy playoffs have finished. Uh, off-season rankings so you can make trades, so you can see where we sit on these guys going into the off-season. So expect to see those soon. But I'm Najee is one of those guys that is really, really hard to rank in Dynasty. He's He has 217 carries and under 800 yards, right? You look at guys like Javante Williams this year, who's averaging 4.8 yards per carry. He only has 140 yards, uh, 140 attempts, but has 670 yards. You look at guys like Michael Carter, and that team, that Jets team, is much worse than the Steelers team, and he's still averaging more yards per carry. It's probably a combination of the offense in general and the offensive line, but Najee Harris... It's going to be interesting. You don't have the confidence that you want in Dynasty moving forward. I'm not saying to sell him because I still think he's going to be good. I'm just not sure how to view him in Dynasty right now, and I need to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I guess where you drafted him, he has massively maybe. I mean, he's 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 helped you out from where you drafted him. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I mean, what he was going at the end of the first. I, mean, I know sometimes he went in the second, depending on how your league was going. Yeah, RB five. Um, I mean, he's there's definitely much worse picks that uh, you could have made. A hundred percent. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited, but also scared. Yeah, Najee, I mean, look, if we're talking about this week, obviously you play Najee Harris. This is a great matchup against the Vikings who defensively are falling apart. A lot of injuries, and they just lost to the Lions. Deontay Johnson, what an insane week last week because if I remember correctly, in the first half, I don't think he had more than two points. I don't think he had more than two points, and then he finishes the game with 30.5 points, both touchdowns, came in the second half. He absolutely exploded. He's been great. He's a wide receiver seven in PPR right now. You obviously play him. Pat Fryermuth, what's your confidence level this week in Pat? Uh, it gets higher and higher. It's a dome game. It's a lot more consistent. They don't have to worry about the weather. It's going to be a great game, I think, all around in fantasy perspective, unless the Vikings yeah. just you know come off playing amazing defense. But um, yeah. I, I think you start Pat. I think he can finish as a top eight tight end this week. Uh, I'm confident starting him. Yeah, he could definitely find the end zone. The reason, so my confidence in Pat is followed by a lack of confidence in Chase Claypool because I've said this a lot this year, Big Ben doesn't really throw a good deep ball and that's affected Chase's game. That's that's who Chase is as a player, but it's also affected him in the end zone. Those end zone targets, those throw it up and win the one-on-one battle in the end zone a lot of those opportunities have gone to Pat. I mean, we're looking at a a guy, Chase Claypool, who a lot of people, I think you and I were the only people not on board of Chase this year. And it's not a victory lap, but it's just, hey, it it didn't work out. There was too many cooks in the kitchen. And he only has one touchdown on the year. Yeah. While Pat Frymuth, I think has, I think he, you know, he only really got the work halfway through the year and i think right now he's got what six or seven yeah he's tied in 13 so far in the season and like you said he hasn't really been in the whole year so i mm-hmm. think he's excelled and and you know surpassed his expectation his expectations coming into this year mm. and claypool yeah complete disappointment i wonder what this team would have looked like and how much more confident big ben would have been with juju on the field 
I'm going to throw out a scenario to you. I, so you go, tra- you go trade for Chase Claypool right now. You give up a second round pick. Let's say you can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would do that right now. Reason being, what if Aaron Rodgers actually comes to Pittsburgh? Chase Claypool is instantly a top 20, maybe top 15 wide receiver. Could you imagine Chase Claypool with Aaron Rodgers? My God. Now, that is a trade I'm willing to, to take the risk on. Honestly, whoever the quarterback is next, I don't think it's worse for Chase Claypool. It, it's probably worse for Deontay Johnson because the target share will... Yeah, depending on he the quarterback. He won't get those, those, those quick targets like, like Big Ben has to do. But the thing is, I don't think the offense, the offensive scheme is going to change unless they move forward from offensive coach. I don't even know who for sure. You know, so Deontay's Deontay's not gonna be bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, well, his value could go down because maybe they find a quarterback who doesn't have to throw these screens all the time or small slants. His value wasn't even as high. I mean, he probably go down around. What what was he going fourth, fifth round, end of the fourth, fifth round? So. I'm still comfortable taking him depending on who the quarterback is, you know. Obviously, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, everything bumps up. But I think of more like if we just want to keep it in with the the backup quarterbacks like a Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph, I still believe, you know, he can go at the end of the fourth, middle of the fifth. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger has been pretty decent as of late. Uh, he's, he's told everyone this is last year. It's been up. It's been down. You're hot, then you're cold. You're yes, then you know. We have talked about him being a streamer in the playoffs, but it's just so hard to trust him. This week, he's going up against the Vikings, okay? They allow the six most points to quarterbacks, and they just let Jared Goff finish as a top eight quarterback in fantasy. Do you start Big Ben when you need to win? I mean, I'm starting Big Ben in a two-quarterback league with confidence. What about one quarterback league? One quarterback league, I think there's, there's other, probably there's other streaming options. options. You know, like I'm thinking of a Taysom Hill you can start. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz, I mean, is he really a streaming option? I mean, he is a streaming option. I think of two yeah, if he wasn't sure. on the bye. You know, Garden Minshew if he wasn't on the bye. But obviously these guys are on the bye. Um, Baker Mayfield or or he's coming off a bye? I would do Big Ben. I mean, Baker looks, looks god-awful and... They they do they look worse somehow offensively than the Steelers. I'm doing Kirk Cousins over Big Ben. Yeah, I would play Kirk in this game over Big Ben for sure. Um, Kirk's actually not been bad, Captain Kirk this year. He's he's been he's been decent fantasy option quarterback eight. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Jimmy G, Big Ben. Who does Jimmy play this week? I think he plays. I'll tell you right now. He plays Cincinnati. Oh, I. That's that's a really tough line. That's actually a very tough line. Maybe I think I'm going Jimmy. The offense just looks better right now. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense, Alexander Madison filled in really nicely for Dalvin Cook last week. And that's probably going to continue. I would lower expectations. I mean, last week was a, was the Detroit Lions, so it should have been a really great game for him. 22 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. That's really efficient, over four yards a carry. And he also got three catches for 34 yards. This feels like a this feels like a 20 carry for 70 yards, but maybe higher, uh higher opportunities in the passing game. Maybe he gets five catches this game. So I yeah. feel like he could still finish with 
16 to 22 PPR points, but it's going to be a much less efficient game versus a better better defense here. No, I, I agree. I think, yeah, I see him getting worked more in the passing game, especially with Adam Thielen, I guess, expecting to be out. Um, mm. You expect them to do a lot more of, you know, dump balls, quick, easy passes to get Kurt in the rhythm. You also expect, you know, Justin Jefferson to kind of be double teamed a lot. Yeah. Now that yeah, now that Adam Thielen feels like he's out for the rest of the fantasy relevant f- season, yeah, I mean it's, it's hard, man. It's hard to start I, him, but I mean he's been amazing. Hard to start Justin Jefferson? No. Well, it's it's not hard to start Justin Jefferson, but it's hard to like rock up in with confidence now that Thielen's out. In my opinion, I well, think he was still, obviously he's, he's 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 just played the Lions, so they're terrible. So yeah. Pittsburgh is, is better defensively, but I don't know. I feel like what you lack in, you definitely lack the threat of both wide receivers for sure. And the def- defense can focus in on you, but maybe you become more necessary to the offense. So it almost evens out. JJ has been so good. Justin Jefferson has been amazing. And we were both wrong on him for sure. In our rankings this year, wide receiver two on the year right now, he's been really, really good. And in Dynasty, he's probably the most valuable Dynasty wide receiver at the moment. You start him, and you just hope that the talent wins out because no one can guard this guy. No one can guard him. He's he's got. If we were to compare him to someone's handles in the NBA, he's the Allen Iverson of route running in the NFL. Yeah. This, this dude runs some crispy routes. You start him, but let's talk about Adam Thielen missing this game because maybe that opens up more opportunities for other guys. Like Conklin and Osborne, where do where do you rank? Yeah. Where do you kind of feel those guys could finish this week? I mean, I I personally think KJ has the better opportunity to finish higher. Um, I guess in the wide receivers in the wide receiver group. Uh, yeah, I I think it's safer to play Tyler Conklin, but I think you have a higher upside with KJ Osborne, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he takes Makes over sense. the Adam Thielen role. I do believe he's gonna now be the guy that Kirk Cousins could target in the end zone more mm. than um, a Tyler Conklin. So I- I'm I'm excited to see what happens. But yeah, I'm going KJ Osborne in my in my opinion. Yeah, I mean you can start I think you can start both of these guys to be honest. You know, if if you need a tight end or you need a wide receiver three or a flex, I think both of these guys are are good options this week. Conklin is coming off his highest ever target share in a game for the Vikings. And he played 95% of snaps. He's not played over 87% of snaps this year. Now, Adam Thielen's gone. A higher snap share, probably. Higher target share. I feel like Conklin is locked in, excuse me, as a top 12 finish at the tight end position this week. Yeah, I agree. With Adam Thielen missing. And KJ probably finishes around, you know, in the 30s. So, decent wide receiver three play. All right, who's winning this game? Steelers. At Vikings, you think the Vikings don't bounce back? Uh, I think for the Steelers, they gotta be angry. I I think it's a must win game for the Steelers. It's always yep. gonna start rough. They have the talent. I mean, the Vikings are down two of their top guys right now, so it's gonna be a bit rough. It could be rough, yep. you know. KJ and Tyler could struggle um, for the first half, and then hopefully pick it up. But I do believe Steelers will probably have a big enough lead already for okay. them. It will be too late. All right, we don't have a sound effect to go into our next 
um, segment. But what we're going to do for the next couple weeks during the playoffs is give you streamers for the upcoming week so you can prepare. So, for example, this week we're giving you week 15 streamers, okay? These are not streamers for this week. They are streamers for next week. So if you're already in the playoffs or if you need to plan ahead to stream different positions, we got you for week 15 this week. Then we'll do week 16 next and week 17, week 18. And uh, just give you streaming options in case you need them for your fantasy playoffs. We'll start at the quarterback position. Our first streaming quarterback for week 15 in the fantasy playoffs is Jimmy G. Mm Mm-hmm. 49ers will be playing the Atlanta Falcons in week 15. Falcons give up the second most points to quarterbacks. Honestly, Jimmy's been on a roll since week eight. He's a quarterback for. Yeah. And week eight, I feel like everything came together. Ayuk started becoming more valuable. Debo hit his stride. Mitchell hit his stride. And now it feels like this team in general offensively is, is definitely a top 10 offense in the NFL when everyone's healthy. Jimmy G feels like a reliable starter now. And I think part of that is because of Trey Lance. They, we have not seen Trey Lance on the goal line. I don't know if you remember, beginning of the year, it was about 50% of the time, Trey Lance was like, I'm going to come in and take this touchdown away from you. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was dealing with that in, in those injuries, and they probably just wanted to say, you know what, we're not going to risk it anymore. Yeah. But I think Jimmy G has been playing better. I think I said this multiple times already. I wouldn't mind Jimmy G. He's a good game manager. He understands the gameplay. He's been under the Bill Belichick era in mindset, so I wouldn't mind him coming to the Giants just, just as a buffer. It's not a long-term answer. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think Jimmy G has been great so far. He has amazing guys around him. Obviously, Debo, Ayuk, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, they're kind of doing their thing, so it doesn't necessarily – I feel like he doesn't yeah. have to do much. He just has he to – He doesn't. He just has to he hand the He doesn't have to off. do much. You're Elijah right. Mitchell I mean, will give him, you know, the first down, and then Debo – he will just do whatever he wants to do. So there are so many screens and slants and design plays where he just has to barely toss it. And then the athletic players do it for him. And that's not a slight on Jimmy G. It's just, this is the way the offense is designed, which has led to some really good fantasy production. Like I said, since week eight, because it wasn't good before week eight, but I think they hit a stride since week eight. He is the quarterback four in fantasy that, that blows my mind. And are you at the point now where you are like, no, Trey Lance isn't going to come into this game because some people, I heard some people really upset last week that we didn't see Trey Lance. But do you feel like at this point, it's safe to say Jimmy G is is the starter rest of season unless he's injured? I think so. Unless he's injured, Jimmy G is going to be the guy. Um, And then obviously they'll probably move forward from from him. It's also going to be interesting to say, I mean, maybe they keep Jimmy on a minimal contract and they just start Trey. Or maybe he just wants a place to compete. That's, that was always the argument. Everyone wants a place to compete. Maybe yeah. they keep Trey, and he's the guy that is under construction keep, for the next keep, two, three years. Maybe, like, maybe. That, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jimmy's contract is quite large next year. He's He's got $24 million on the books next year. So that's how much that's, they that's a lot of money. If they to were to move forward from him, is that what you're saying? Well, his base salary is twenty four million. I don't know. I think the cap hit is twenty seven million if they were to release him. So they can't release him. Well, actually, the dead cap is one point four. I don't know what they're gonna do. I I do. I, I don't. Mean, I don't see a scenario where he's on this team next year, though. I think he's either he's probably been traded to someone or released because it is 
it is time to move on from Jimmy. If if you draft a Trey, you just gave up two first round picks. Oh, hundred percent. You know. I but anyway, the next guy for quarterbacks, week fifteen streamers. It's not necessarily the best matchup. No. Okay, it's Taysom Hill facing the Tampa Bay Bucks. Why does this stream make sense for those who are saying, well, the Bucks are a really good defense. Why are we going to stream Taysom Hill? Yeah, I think it's just be game scripts. You know, you expect this team to kind of, you expect the Bucks to be up really early. Tom Brady, this is a divisional game. They play each other twice a year, you know, so it's, it's either a shootout or a massive defensive game. And with Tom Brady, it has to be a shootout. You know, I mean, yeah. he's a guy that's leading the league and, and throwing touchdowns. If I'm not mistaken right now, he's going to throw touchdowns. They're going to they're gonna gut check them, and then Taysom Hill and the Saints are going to have to come back from behind, and he's going to have to do everything he can to to try to compete with this team. I mean, last week he, he did that, you know. I mean, he threw for 264 yards last week, two touchdowns, but on the ground, what's most important, 101 rushing yards last week. He did throw four interceptions, but yeah. – even with those four interceptions, my guy was still a top six t- uh, quarterback. I know. I, know. I mean, he, that's just crazy. I mean, imagine if he only threw one exactly. and those drives continued. If he was, a t- uh, I think his finger definitely had a part to play in those interceptions. A hundred percent. And, you know, he, Taysom is going to get his rhythm. He has a good matchup in week 14 against the Jets. They're going to try some things new. Yeah, maybe it's a get right game. Yeah, get right game, get some confidence underneath, and then go to Tampa and play Tampa once again, a divisional game. So I think this is a great streaming option. I think something that we overlook as well with Taysom is the he has a very safe floor. If if you remember last year when he was playing, he finished as like a top five quarterback almost every time he started a game. Mm-hmm. And that was because of what he did on the ground. You look at this game, he had over a hundred and hundred yards on the ground. And uh, there's a there's a very good possibility that that continues because you can't traditionally run against this team. By the way, the last time the Saints and Bucks played, two good defenses, right? So it can go either way. It can be a, a grounded out game, only you know few touchdowns scored. But the last time these two team two teams played, excuse me, there was 63 total points scored. Saints scored 36, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And the Bucks scored twenty seven. That was with Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Taysom Hill could definitely do that, and that's gonna—he's gonna do that yeah. in the air and in the ground. So I think Taysom Hill is a great streaming option. I mean, I'm on. in a position right now where I have Aaron Rodgers, and he's facing Chicago this week, and I'm looking at Taysom Hill versus the Jets, thinking to myself, "Do I start Taysom Hill over Aaron Rodgers this week?" It's I a mean, conversation that I'm having. I know no, we're talking about week yeah. 15, but Look, even this week versus the Jets, because of what he can do on the ground, I'm thinking about it. I mean, there's a lot of conversations. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks I feel confident starting over, or I, I feel confident starting Taysom over a lot of these guys. And I think of, yeah. I mean, as this may sound crazy, but... So let's talk for week 15, so that way people are... Okay, for week 15... Okay, we're well, on the same page with us, you know what I mean? That's a little bit different. Hold on, because I was just going to say just quarterbacks in general. Oh, do you mean this week? Okay, right. I was just going to say quarterbacks in general, but we can definitely do week 15. Let me just pull 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 up the schedule really fast. So yeah. week week 15, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm starting Taysom Hill over Derek Carr, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm starting Taysom Hill over Ryan Tannehill against the Steelers, in my opinion. Big Ben against, obviously, Titans and Steelers play each other. Um, Who else? 
That's yeah. about it. I mean, that, that's a lot. Maybe Russell Wilson against the Rams. Yeah, I feel like if Taysom Hill started the entire year, he he could be in the top eight conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, our next streaming option for week 15, first week of the playoffs, is Tua Tagovailoa. All right, since week six. Tua. So he's, he's dealt with... Uh, you know, a lot of injuries this year. Dealt with that rib injury that kept him out early in the year. Since week six, he is ninth in scoring amongst amongst quarterbacks. This team is on a five-game win streak. And defensively, I think this team has improved a lot. Right. You know, since getting Xavier Howard back and Byron Jones, this defense has looked much, much better and uh, that allows Tua to be on the field more with the with the offense kind of running things, which leads to more fantasy points. I think they play the Jets. So how do you feel about this matchup in Week 15 with the Jets? Yeah, I, I, I personally don't mind it. I think Tua, like you said, has been great so far. Jalen Waddle um, has been his guy. And obviously the yeah. whole talk coming into the offseason of these two having chemistry. And you can clearly see that. You know, you can clearly yeah. see that ever since Waddle has gone healthy, Tua has gotten healthy, and they've both been on the same page. I mean, I feel like it's kind of guaranteed that Tua is going to throw at least a touchdown. Yeah. And I think that's pretty confident. I think that's a safe floor if you do need a quarterback, especially in the one quarterback league, and you let's just say you need to stream somebody. Yeah. I think Tua, Tua could be a great option. Um, so they play the Jets, by the way. Give up the eighth most points to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for matchup-based... Let's rank these guys quickly off of confidence meter. For me, Taysom, purely because of what he does on the ground, is the number one option I would prefer out of the three. Mm -hmm. Then it would be Jimmy because of the great matchup versus the Falcons, and then it would be Tua. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, 100%. Okay, cool. Moving on to wide receivers. This is a little bit more difficult. We wanted to help you guys as much as possible moving into the playoffs. It's pretty difficult to find streaming wide receivers. So some (laughs) of these guys might not be streaming options, but they might be options on your team that you could consider playing. Number one is Chase Claypool plays the Titans who give up the most points to wide receivers. This is in week 15. You expect AJ Brown. uh, Maybe I don't think he's back this game, but definitely Julio Jones. The Titans offense hopefully can figure it out, which means that the uh, the Steelers will need to score more points. And it's against the, the Titans to give up the most points to wide receivers. My confidence low is pretty low on Claypool, but yeah. I think, he's been figuring it out. I mean, this is an option for you. It's just yeah, the it, matchup's there, so you might have to roll with it, but lower your expectations to maybe a 10-point game. Yeah, 100%. I think that's that's what it is. You know, If you're looking, if you're in a desperation in Week 15, let's say somebody somebody on your team during week 14 gets hurt Claypool can be that guy that you can plug in and play just in case um you know yeah. every time he gets over six to six six to seven targets he's hitting double digit points mm-hmm. so I mean that's a little trend that you can kind of pick up on obviously he is like the, the the long bomb guy Big Ben can't really throw but I'm pretty sure hopefully they'll get him more integrated into yeah a lot of short passes, you know, I mean, something has to happen that yeah. he can kind of get integrated into this offense a lot more. Yep. Uh, Jameson Crowder is the next wide receiver streaming option. He's, he's probably available in a lot of leagues. Mm-hmm. He plays the Dolphins in week 15 who give up the fifth most points to wide receivers. I think the news that Corey Davis will miss the rest of the year is 
a plus. It should it, it should give you more confidence going 100%. into this game versus the Jets. And it's likely that Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are probably not covering Jamison. They're probably covering um, maybe Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. maybe one of these other wide receivers like Denzel Mims, guys who play on the outside. Yeah. I so agree. I don't want to start Crowder, but he's an option that I would consider if I don't have a, a solid uh, wide receiver three or four. Yeah, I agree. And I think what what's another plus is that see what the Jets do in week 14. You know, have a little bit more confidence now with Corey Davis out. They're going to they're going to have to figure out something. They're playing the Saints, which is a a tough defense, essentially. So see how they get creative. Maybe watch him so that can kind of build your confidence up. If you do need a streaming option um, like James and Crowder. And the last guy on the list is Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. Falcons give up the eight most points to the wide receiver before his bye week. In week six, he was a wide receiver 83. Yikes. It was absolutely terrible. And then after the bye week, something happened. They started turning it around. They had more trust in Brandon Ayuk. I don't know why this wasn't happening since week one. But after the bye week in week six, he was wide receiver 23. Mm. And he's figured I mean, it out a little bit. They yeah. figured it out. And he's getting the work. Obviously, last week was a little bit different. They were running the ball more. Elijah Mitchell was kind of doing his thing. And then George Kittle went off. George mm. Kittle was the guy. But look, I mean, to me, if it feels like Kittle and Mitchell are in the game plan. Ayuk is just, he is a talented guy who runs his routes. And if the other options aren't available on the plays, then then he'll make plays. Yeah. So definitely, definitely lower risk. expectations, but yeah, 100%. It's, it's a good offense with a good matchup. And who knows if Debo plays in this game or not. Moving on to tight ends. Unfortunately, my sweet, sweet prince, Logan Thomas, is likely to miss at least a couple games. We thought it was an ACL. It's not an ACL. But in his abstinence, abstinence, I always say abstinence. Literally every single time. (laughs) In his absence, excuse me, Ricky Seals-Jones has been pretty good uh, for the tight end position. You know, you look at games where where Logan Thomas has missed. I think about Kansas City in week six, where he scored almost 16 points. I think about the next week where he scored almost 12 points. And in, in that game of stretch, where in that stretch of games, excuse me, where Logan Thomas wasn't there, he was averaging quite a high target share as well. And he was on the field for almost 100% of snaps for all those games. Now in, in week 15, Logan's probably not going to play. Ricky is coming back. And they play the Eagles, who give up the second most points to tight ends. Ricky feels like a guy that I would consider, if the situation stays the same, Logan's not playing, I, I consider him a top 12 option in week 15. Yeah, I, I, I like the, the opportunity here. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, there was a guy that you were talking about, the other backup, if Ricky, because mm-hmm. Ricky is injured, but the expectation he yes. comes back. So I guess yeah. as a, as, a they expected him to be back last week, yeah, but yeah. he he didn't make it. So I ex- I do expect a hundred percent him back this coming week. But you're right, hypothetically, if he misses, if he, if he misses, who is the backup tight end on your team? His name is John Bates. Okay, from you, Boise State. Are we confident as much as with John Bates with Ricky Seals to have him as a starting? A yeah, option? his his snap percentage has gone up consistently throughout the year. Anyway. And in games where Ricky wasn't there, I mean, there's a game he played 99% of snaps. 
So if Ricky's not there, I feel like he instantly takes over that tight end one role and and gets at least five to six targets uh, in this week 15. So Yeah, I like it. I think yeah. there's definitely opportunity for uh, Mr. Bates and Ricky Seals. Our mm. second tight end stream is Hunter Henry. He's playing against the Colts in week 15, who give up the fourth, fourth most points to tight ends. And look, he came off a massive goose egg, but obviously that was a due to the weather. I mean, mm-hmm. the Patriots and the Mac Jones threw, what, less than five times? I think he threw, he threw three pass attempts <laughs> in that game. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not Hunter Henry's fault, okay? We could definitely expect him to find the end zone because, fun fact, he is tied for first amongst tight ends mm-hmm. in touchdowns. Yeah. Which is a fun fact. I, I actually didn't know that. He that is scored, interesting. He scored a touchdown, I think, well, obviously not in every game, but I think it was one, two, three, four. There was a five, stretch six, of games seven. where he, yeah, scored. he scored like four or five touchdowns. Well, not four or five touchdowns, but in a stretch of games, of games five games. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hunter Henry is a good is a good option. They use him a lot, especially in the red zone. So, I mean, if you need a, a streaming option, Hunter Henry is a good guy. Yeah, and the other thing to consider here is that I believe it's at Indianapolis. I could be wrong, but regardless, the weather is going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> and the Colts are going to be able to score more than 10 points. This, this game, no one could find the end zone except for these breakoff plays. So the Patriots are going to need to switch up the game plan and get Hunter Henry more involved. Our last tight end stream is Zach Ertz, plays the Detroit Lions, who are actually middle of the pack versus tight ends. So they play the Lions in week 15. My confidence level is... is really shaky on Ertz. And I think that's because of something we've talked about all year, mm-hmm. which is, do they need him? Is he completely necessary to the offense when you have Hopkins back, AJ Green, Kirk, Rondell Moore? Do you feel the same way? Feels like maybe, I, I think I would actually start Hunter Henry over Zach Ertz in, in that week if everyone's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Zach Ertz, it, look, this is a... I guess maybe injury depending on the team. AJ mm. Green's down, Rondell Moore is down, maybe DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins reaggravates that injury. I think it was ankle or hamstring. Maybe Zach Ertz could be a good streaming option. But if you're in a desperation and you need somebody, let's say he's he's available there, this is high upside because of, on of this offense with yeah. Kyler Murray and who he plays with. So yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it's definitely a risk, but it could be um a guy that you the can other, stream. The other thing to consider from last week, because it wasn't a very good week in fantasy for him at all, but Kyler only threw the ball 15 times, and there was a lot of turnovers from the Bears, a lot of short field scenarios mm-hmm. for the Cardinals. So it's, it's definitely going to be better. All right, we're going to finish with the... Actually, let's rank these tight ends as far as confidence level. I think for me, I would personally have Ricky Seals as the highest considering I guess under the assumption that Logan Thomas isn't there and he's healthy and then it would be Hunter Henry and Zach Ertz but you might see that slightly different I would see it the opposite I'm going Hunter Henry Ricky Seals Zach Ertz just uh, because of where I think the game plan can go I think Colts could be up they need to throw the ball Hunter Henry can get some work all right finishing with defensive streamers this is probably the biggest reason you've listened to the show is because you want to know which defenses to stream. <laughs> yeah. That's always an, an X factor in playoffs. It is actually, it is actually an X factor in playoffs. If you can get a defense that gives you 20 points somehow, you're sure. chilling. 
Uh, first streaming defense we have is the 49ers, who face the Falcons. Falcons give up the most points to fantasy defenses. That's right. You get a touchdown. You get an interception. <laughs> you get a fumble. 49ers have looked better defensively. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a good matchup for you. Who else have we got? The uh, Arizona Cardinals against the Lions giving up the seven most points to fantasy. I mean, obviously, the Lions got their first win, but they've struggled all season turning over the yeah. ball, fumbling the ball. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a pick six or a strip sack fumble, whatever the case may be, which give you a lot of points right there. And, yeah. and then for your, your fantasy defense. Great. And the last defensive streamer that we have is the Dolphins, who face the Jets in Week 15. They give up the second most points to fantasy defenses. Those are the three. If I were to rank them in order, I would actually put the Cardinals first. I would, even though I would as well. Because I feel like they create a lot of turnovers with their mm-hmm. secondary. And then I think I would do 49ers and Dolphins in that order. Yes, I agree. Yeah, Cardinals, 49ers, Dolphins. Completely agree. Love it. I hope that this podcast is helpful for you guys who are making the playoffs, looking to stream the different positions. We're going to do this for each week of the playoffs. Again, please keep in mind, this is for week 15, not week 14. Mm-hmm. We're trying to give you the information ahead of time. So that way next week, someone hasn't already picked up these guys in the waiver wire. Maybe you can pick them up now. You're missing out. Yeah. Stash pick them. them up now. They're, some of these guys probably are on the waiver wire. Pick them up, stash them and, and be ready for next week. So you can dominate and move on to the next round. Uh, we've got starts of the week and matchups on the next podcast. So we will see you there. See you there. Hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you, you deserve it.